and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for downloading again. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so thankful for you, so thankful that you're here, and I want you all to know that I've prayed for you continue to pray for you every day that the Lord will draw you closer to him and give you more of a desire to know him and the truth that is found in his word and that you will be intentional about spending that time with him and I thank you for stopping by and making this part of your time that you're uh, using to help you focus on him it's not about listening to me it's about us looking at God's word and the truth that is in God's word together and I'm just so excited for us to be here together please consider sharing this podcast with your friends family neighbors strangers and know that I love to hear from you I love to hear what God's doing in your life as you're spending more time with him so uh, if you feel so let send me a message sometime you can find my email down in the show notes it's a word for this day at gmail.com. Well, our verse for the day for February the 29th, so it is a leap year day. (laughs) Um, It's that extra day that we get once every four years. It's um, for February the 29th, 2024, comes from Romans, Romans chapter 2, verse 29, and this is going to seem like a strange verse, but we will come back and uh, get the context and what was going on surrounding this verse, and hopefully it will uh, be very clear by the help of God's Holy Spirit as we study this. Uh, but Romans 2.29 says, But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Ooh, what was Paul talking about? I'm so excited for us to park here and see what we can learn. You know, there weren't a lot of 2.29 verses And if you're new to this podcast, um, when I started this, this is the third season, but when I started, had God put on my heart to look for a verse uh, whose reference matched the date. This was back in 2020. Um, I didn't know if I would find a verse that matched every day. So like today is February 29th. Our reference is Romans 2, 29, and you'll notice if you didn't know that about this podcast, that each re- each date, uh, the reference of the scripture will match that date. And so I have notebooks filled with that, but there are some days um, that there's just one or two verses that I could find that I thought would be a verse for the day. Now, this is one that we certainly have to go back and get the context uh, for, and that's it's just a reminder for us to do that with every single verse, though. And so there'll be some years, there have been some seasons where we do the same verse uh, two or three times in a row because it's the only one. And so um, I'm excited for us to park here. I'm excited for us to see what the Lord would have us to learn. Uh, So we are in Paul's letter to the Romans. Remember, the Apostle Paul wrote 13 of the 27 letters that we have in the New Testament. I'm sorry, my voice is going. I've had this um, late 
winter crud, uh, but it's getting better. Uh, But we know that the Apostle Paul wrote this because at the beginning of the verse, it says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul tells us, like he does in his other letters, that he wrote this and he gives us his credentials. And I love this uh greeting in this letter to the Romans because he goes into a lot more detail and tells why he's writing and the purpose for his writing and I just love that but we see here he says Paul a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel you know it was uh, this way and in those times that people often would take letters with them to show that they uh, had authority to speak. And Paul, it was their credentials, their um, uh, their degree, so to speak. And Paul tells us here that he's a servant first, but he's called, he was called to be an apostle. In some of the other letters, he would say it was by the will of God, and it exactly was. Um Paul was a Pharisee. He was in that uh, religious sect who thought that they knew the Old Testament, thought that they knew the law, and thought they were following it, but they looked down on those who didn't do things just the way that they thought they should be done. As we've talked about before, uh, they often added, they had added a lot of man-made, man-imposed restrictions and laws and rules to God's law, and they'd gotten away from God. And uh, not all of them, because we don't know every one of their hearts, but uh, in general, as a group, many of them had gone away, and it was more about the law than about uh, obedience to the Lord and that relationship with Him. And Paul was on his way uh, to Damascus to persecute Christians when he was called to be an apostle. He thought that these people who were Christ followers uh, had... Uh, were blaspheming, and he thought that they had turned away and that they were uh, walking in a way that was contrary to what God had set forward in his the law and the prophets. And um, God, in the form of Jesus, graciously met him on the Damascus Road, and it was the resurrected Lord Jesus who met him, and that forever changed Paul's uh, course of his life and his mission and 
after he had that encounter with the Lord Jesus, he went away to Arabia for about three years and then came back and started on his missionary journeys and wanted to uh, tell the truth of this gospel. You know, he was not one of those original 12 apostles that walked and talked with the Lord Jesus during his earthly ministry, during Jesus's earthly ministry. Uh, but he, as I mentioned, met the resurrected Lord Jesus and um he, after this, just uh, spent his life uh, trying to encourage people to turn to the Lord Jesus. He shared the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation um, for to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. We know that he went on several missionary journeys, and often he would write the letters that we have uh, from Paul in our New Testament uh, back to these places. But this letter to the Romans uh, was written before he had gone and met with the believers at Rome. We don't know if he'd been to Rome before uh, as a Pharisee, but uh he had not gone to Rome as a minister of the gospel uh, when he wrote this letter to uh, the believers in Rome. And we read that he had wanted to go, but he had been prevented. And uh, I'm so thankful for God's providence in the way that God did this, because we may not have had such a wonderful letter like this one that uh, just lays out um, man's need for a Savior, why we need a Savior, um, why the law can't save us, and uh, that everyone is a sinner. No one is righteous. No, not one. Uh, but what Jesus has graciously done for us, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And so he lays this out in a very um, methodical, straightforward way. And of course, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this. Uh, but I'm so thankful for this. And Romans is a very, uh, what I would call, meaty letter. Uh, all of God's word is truth. All of God's word, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So every word, every verse, every jot and tittle, like uh, Jesus talked about of the Old Testament, all of that is important. All of that is truth. All of it is necessary. But this letter to the Romans, oh, it's just such a such a blessing in the depth and how it just lays out what Jesus has done for us and then um, what it means that we who are in Christ are now not condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Paul talks about uh, what it means to walk in the Spirit and not walk in the flesh. And oh, there's just so much here. It's so rich. And so I love it. I love all the words and all the verses, but I really love it when we're in Romans and we just learn so much. You know, God's Word, as we read in Hebrews, is living and active. And you can't just read this once and have it all. I mean, every time you read it, it's just richer and fuller and deeper. And I'm just so thankful for God's word. So thankful that he would have given, give us this written word. Um, 
But Paul opens up, he tells us why he wrote this, and then tells us that God's wrath is revealed against, uh, from heaven against all ungodliness and uh, reminds us that God is a holy God and uh, that everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that his wrath is going to come against this. But God had a remedy, and that remedy was Jesus But before Paul got to that part here at the beginning of Romans, and and he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to sprinkle that throughout, but before he got there, he paints a bleak picture about this wrath coming against all ungodliness. And... um, and lest those who were reading thought, oh, but we can follow the law and we can be righteous by that. He starts to tell us in chapter 2 that um, you really can't follow all of the law. No one has been able to follow all the law. Of course, Jesus could. He was sinless. He was perfect. Um, but God, he talks about the righteous judgment that is coming from God. And so I want to pick up there and read forward so you'll understand when we get to our verse for the day or so we can understand together uh, what what was the significance of that. Why did he pull out the example of circumcision and what did that have to do with this? Um, and it's because it was spoken of in the law and that was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. And so there was going to be questions among Jews, of course, about, well, if we follow uh, Christ, and that that was uh, a common question, do we still have to keep all of the law? And Paul's point here was going to be in this letter to the Romans, you couldn't keep all the law. No one could keep all the law. That covenant was broken, and, and the, Lord, uh, the Lord God talked about that all the way back in the prophets. And so uh, we'll look at that here together and see what we can learn. So remember, we've talked about this before, that God had told them all the way back in Jeremiah in chapter 31, beginning in verse 31, that there that he was going to make a new covenant. And so they knew about the old covenant. They knew about the covenant of circumcision, which God made with Abraham or Abram. Then they knew about the, the law, the Mosaic covenant. Uh, but hear what he told uh, the prophet Jeremiah to tell the people. He said, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. So he talked about this all the way back there. And even back in Deuteronomy, when Moses was given those farewell addresses, and this is going to be so important, it's just like these are pieces that uh, perhaps the Pharisees and some of the others missed. Um, he, uh, God had given Moses the words to uh, describe about uh, the relationship with him was about the heart. And I want you to hear this. 
If we hop over to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14, Moses had said, Behold, to the Lord your God belong the heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. And then also in Deuteronomy 36, Moses told them, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. And so Moses had been given that indication that it wasn't just an outward sign. It wasn't just something in the flesh, that actual cutting. There was more. It was deeper. And so when God had given Jeremiah that word that he would put his spirit within us, and he'd given Moses that word to remind them to circumcise their heart, um, that let us know all the way back there that it was a heart issue. Well, then when we get to Romans... Paul is calling out the Jews who thought that just by following the law, they would be okay. But he said, but you can't even follow all the law. He calls out the leaders of the law, of which he was one. He he knew that of which he spoke because he had walked that way. He talks to those leaders and he says in Romans chapter 2 verse 17, he says, but if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind a light to those who are in darkness an instructor of the foolish a teacher of children having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth you then who teach others do you not teach yourself while you preach against stealing do you steal you who say that no one or that one must not commit adultery do you commit adultery you who abhor idols do you rob temples you who boast in the law dishonor god by breaking the law Paul was trying to show them, you can't keep it. You may say, you know, you may encourage people to follow the law, but you you can't even keep it. And he had given an example just before that, that, you know, Gentiles who did the right thing without the law because they're because of their conscience in their heart would be seen uh, they would be uh, held in higher regard than those who were under the law and didn't keep it and so it seemed hopeless <laughs> it's like we have this law but we can't even keep it but Paul's point was um, you know don't boast in it and don't accuse anyone else or look down on anyone else when you can't even keep it and then in verse 24 of Romans chapter 2 he says for as it is written the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you he's talking to the Jews or the Jewish leaders and he says in verse 25 for circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law but if you break the law your uh, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision so if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision goes back to the heart it's not about what was in the flesh and then in 27 he says then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law 
And then in verse 28, for no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. And then here's our verse. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. When he's talking about that this is by the spirit, not by the letter, he means not by the letter of the law. And so the point here Paul is trying to make um and this was a hard pill for those uh, Jews to swallow who who relied only on uh, their ancestry and uh, only on their ability to follow the law. They thought they were following all the rules, but a lot of them were rules that they had made and not what God had made. And so Paul was getting ready to rock their world when he says here, Uh, that no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, so merely what other people see, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, that taken away of what separates you from God. And God does that. It's by the Spirit, not by the work of the law. It's by the Spirit that He cleans us up, that He allows us to be righteous. It's nothing of our own. And this was a big concept shift, a big paradigm shift for the Jews because it had always been you had to be able to trace your lineage and all of that, but uh, that was just for a time. Because prior to the law, God had told Abraham that through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And so when Jesus came and he was the end of the law, he was the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets. Then, And he was that perfect sacrifice, that one time for all sacrifice that was better than the law. He was the great high priest. He was that mediator of the better covenant. He took care of all of that. The law had a purpose for a time to show us what sin was. But then when Jesus came, um, it was not necessary to follow the law, but it was still necessary because it has always ever been about our heart. It's always been about our heart. And that's what Paul was saying here. Circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, by God's spirit working in us, um, not by the letter. And then the the man who walks by the spirit, the man who has had his heart circumcised or is or um, that his praise is not from man, from what is in the flesh, but it comes from God. And so I know this is a little, seems like a little bit of an odd thing that we would talk about circumcision, especially uh, when we think that men and women are in the family of God, but it goes back to its, uh, it was an example in the flesh. It was a sign of the covenant way back uh, when they were doing it under the law. But um, it was a an example to show us what God would do for our hearts to show us that we are a people set apart. It's his Holy Spirit that works in us that makes us set apart. It's what Jesus has done by um, shedding his blood for us. His blood is the blood of the new covenant. And so I'm so thankful for that. And Paul just was trying to hammer home the point. Um, It's no longer just who your daddy is. It's no longer uh, just about who your relatives are. Now it's all about faith. And he's going to talk about that more uh, later. And he talks about that in his other letters. So I encourage you to thank God for that. 
thank him for uh, what he has done for us through Jesus. Thank him that he does cleanse our hearts, that he does make us new. And if you have a part that's not cleansed, ask him to do that. Um, He's so gracious. His mercy is great. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.